You're listening to Volume Up, a podcast to entertain, inspire, and encourage you to live life unapologetically. I'm Leslie Jesperson, and I am so happy you're here. Today's episode is brought to you by the Love Leslie Jesperson Beauty Box. You can get $200 worth of my favorite beauty products and accessories delivered to your door every month or every other month. This box is full of the latest trends in beauty, and my favorite part, everything is gluten, paraben, and cruelty-free. Get 20% off your first box by texting PODCASTBOX to 609-300-3163. Just text PODCASTBOX to 609-300-3163. 3163. Exhaustion and productivity is not the rent that we pay in order to be seen and valued as worthy in our society. We don't owe productivity and results to anybody or anything just to live our lives. Think about that. I'm not talking about lack of ambition or drive or motivation or hustle or all these things that do give us purpose and make us feel good and that contribute to our legacy Those are all really important, but there's a time and a place and it doesn't have to be all of those things all the time. How many of us feel like we have to do something, we have to achieve a certain status, we have to hit a certain goal, we have to get certain things done in order to be loved, in order to be recognized, in order to be seen, in order to just be. As someone who is very, very high achieving, Since I was a kid to the point where it made me very, very sick a couple years ago, that was my lesson for 2020, living through a pandemic and having my my lifestyle completely shifted. Growing up, I was the oldest of five kids in a small Catholic school, and my parents owned their own business, my mom and my stepdad, and... Um, in order for me to get the attention that I craved so much because my household was just so chaotic with four younger kids, my mom had four boys under six, seven years old, something. It was craziness. It was like, it was a madhouse 24 seven. But in order for me to feel loved and important, I had to be the best. 
I always got straight A's. Like it was not an option to not get that accolade. And I always had to find something that I was then like, I always had to find the next best thing that I could be number one at. I played basketball. (laughs) I was not the best at that, but that's where my friends were. And, you know, at least my, I was like the slow chubby one with my other slow chubby friends. So that was fine. But with, when it came to my grades and I will never forget the acting and the singing was something that not everybody in my school knew how to do. Not really nobody in my school um, had that performing bug in my grade anyway. And that's where I ate it all up. When I was eight years old in third grade, I was in my first equity stage show. And I think that's when I realized, wow, like, This is something that all of my family stopped what they were doing and came to see me. This was something that my mom actually prioritized and took me to the rehearsals. This was something that I got to feel special about. And I know that's why I chose the career path that I did. I chose to be in the spotlight. I enjoy it. It really does make me, it fills me up. It makes me feel fulfilled. But when life happens, say, for example, you're 20 years old and you find out that you're pregnant, finding those, finding ways to feel fulfilled like that when you're not in that position can be really, really tough. So I have my first child at 21 years old. I drop out of college, of course. Um, I I continued doing community college classes, which, by the way, I had to get the straight A's. I remember doing a typing class, nursing my son at like two weeks old, doing all online classes. But I was suddenly in this role that I was just, I thought that's just what I had to do, and it just never felt in alignment. And I, the guilt when I tell you the guilt ate me up for not feeling fulfilled as a mom. And I went through the same thing with my daughter. I wanted to be a stay at home mom because I knew physically that's what my body needed to do. I couldn't work full time. I was managing a restaurant at that point, 60 hours a week. And with a colicky newborn and a preschooler, it just wasn't, it just wasn't working. So at this point I'm in a toxic marriage. So (laughs) take that into account, but I became a stay at home mom and I had to figure out a way to still be worthy and appreciated and loved individually as myself not in my role as a mother or as a housewife because I fucking sucked at being a housewife. I still do, to be completely honest with you. I'm really bad at it. My ADD, I'm all over the place. It'll take me five hours to get a couple tasks done. I'm working on that, (laughs) getting better at it now as I stop resisting. But society had put all of this pressure and then 
my ex-husband just somehow made it all seem so easy. He chose to work overnight shift in his job, so he would work all night and then come be while I was this at this point I was still working in the restaurant. He would work all night and then be up with our kids all day and still managed to get all the laundry done. And I just felt like the biggest piece of shit on the planet because how come he could do this and I can't? And how could I justify being a stay-at-home mom when I can't even get these things done? And it was the beginning of the end of my marriage. You know, I'll save everything that happened there for another episode. But that really ingrained in me the the notion that in order to to be loved i had to be productive as fuck like i had to get all the things done all the time or else i would be yelled at or else i would be left alone and so i took these feelings and they were really They came in handy when I was a single mom and building a business and starting a marketing agency and crushing it. And I did it. And I was really, really good at it. But I found myself in situations and with clients that owned me. And I felt like they, I owed them that. I set those standards. I allowed that. I allowed the 2 a.m. text. I allowed the verbal abuse. You know, being in the entertainment industry, which I kind of, I niched down with my marketing and PR and production. And at that point, I was working with um, comedians, performers, entertainment venues. I allowed the middle of the night texts and phone calls phone calls. I allowed, I set that bar because I had to be the best. I had to, I had to have something to show or else who was I? What was my identity? What was my worth? What was my purpose? What was my value? Never mind the fact that I was raising two incredible, smart, healthy children by my fucking self. You know? <laughs> like that's a lot. Leslie, that's a lot. I had to tell my I still tell myself as I'm working towards forgiving that old version of myself. Leslie, that was a lot. And I didn't have to do that just to be myself, just to be loved. I didn't have to do that. And so I pushed myself to achieve so much and I got sick. I got knocked down with shingles so bad that I wound up in the ER. Every like when you see pictures, it was everywhere. It was in my eyes and it took two weeks to get a diagnosis. And while I'm in the hospital on IV being pumped full of steroids and Benadryl and they think I have MRSA and all this crazy shit. I'm getting texts from clients 
well, who's going to do this now? And who's going to do that? And I just like, this ain't it. (laughs) You know, that was my wake up call. And I still had to push through and do what I needed to do. But it wasn't until the last year of 2020 that I really got the message. Everything that I loved doing that I thought was my purpose, and and maybe it is. And when this is all over, I fully intend on doing more production and entertainment because I love doing that. But I've learned that that's not all I am. And it's been a hard lesson. And I cry. (laughs) I cry a lot. (laughs) But I'm slowly learning with the support of friends and family and through conversations with people I'm close with who are going through the same thing, who are the same way, that I am worthy just for who I am, like just as a friend for the conversations that I have. Sure, for the work that I produce, like this podcast, yeah, that makes me somebody. That makes me something. That that allows me to fulfill those aspects of myself. But I'm still worthy if I if my body takes up more space. I'm still worthy if I didn't get all the laundry done today. I'm still worthy if the beds aren't made. I'm still worthy if I order pizza for dinner tonight instead of making a home-cooked meal. Does that make sense? We are still worthy even if we're not ticking off all these to do these these accomplishments and accolades right now. And if your body is telling you slow the fuck down. It's time to slow the fuck down. Like the burnout is real. And I think maybe that's something that this society and our world as a collective needed to figure out last year or with this pandemic, if we're looking for silver linings, if we're looking for some kind of like explanation, you know, sometimes if we're not listening, we've got to get shooken up. I don't know if that's the proper grammar. (laughs) Shaken up, shooken up. It's going to bother me. Anyway, (laughs) if we're not listening, if we're not honoring our bodies, and I talk about self-care and self-love a lot, and sometimes self-love, like the biggest act of self-love you can do for yourself is to lay down on the couch and watch Netflix. I have watched so much TV the past year. Mainly, you know, in the beginning, it was to kind of like numb out my emotions and feelings. Like I was doing a lot of numbing and self-soothing, but I was also resting. I didn't know what it was like to just chill out unless I was on vacation or unless, I mean, honestly, I I got to the point where even where when my career shifted and I'm like, okay, well now I'm a content creator and I'm a blogger. 
What if, here's a concept. What if we just went on a fucking date without me taking pictures and writing a blog about it and posting about it? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) what if I could just find that, that balance between, like, I don't have to work all the time. You don't have to work all the time in order to feel important or in order to be successful. And I'm figuring that out. And I hope that you can figure that out for yourself. If, if now look, there are times when it's time to hustle, hustle your heart off, your hustle, your heart out. Cause I get it. I've done it. There are times to do that. And sometimes that's what we got to do. But take the blessings when someone offers to take your kids for a play date. Don't use that time all the time. Don't use that time all the time to clean your house or to go food shopping. Take that time to take a nap. I am a huge advocate for naps. Team naps always. Rest. If your body is telling you to rest. And an analogy that my chiropractor gave me that I just wound up um, talking through this with a close friend of mine, and that's what inspired me to hop on here and record this real quick, is our bodies are vehicles, right? So if we have some check engine lights coming on here and there, for me, when I got shingles, the whole fucking dashboard lit up. My car was not going anywhere. And had I paid attention to the little noises here and there, I probably wouldn't have totaled the car. Do you know what I mean? Is, is that making sense? So if we if we view our body as vehicles and we just keep, we're out of gas, right? And we just fill it up, fill her up, cap it off. We're full of gas. And then we push our feet, pedal to the metal. We go balls to the wall, right? Our tanks are going to empty again really fast and we're going to be stranded on the side of the road again. If we learn how to do proper maintenance on our vehicles, get the oil changes when they need them, leave them parked in the driveway when they need to, let them go sit in the shop for two weeks while the mechanics work on them, and then learn how to coast and slow and steady drive. Think of what better condition our vehicles will be in. Do you know what I mean? It's a lesson that I'm learning and right along with you guys, but I want you to understand that you are not alone and you don't have to prove yourself to anybody. You know, people told me a lot last year that it looks like I'm trying too hard. And at first that pissed me off because I'm like, well, I have to try hard. Like I had, that's what I have to do. I don't have another choice. Like I'm in this manic, like panic of my old story that if I don't live my life that way, I'm going to be like broken homeless and my kids aren't going to like have food to eat. But it's like, Leslie, no, like that's not our lives anymore. I don't have to try so hard. We don't have to try so hard. And we can still be successful. We can still be a new kind of productive.
You guys, the amount of work and stress that I did in order to feel accomplished and like I was somebody of value for the amount of money. So I just looked at my 2019 self-employment taxes because I was looking at these SBA forgivable coronavirus loans. And you guys, guess how much my net profit was? $4,700. I sacrificed my health, my well-being, my mental state for that much money in a year. I used to say all the time, I don't have time for that. If I just had more time. The truth of the matter is, I always had the time, but I didn't spend it well. Any free time I had, I had to spend recovering because I was so burnt out. It's not about having the time. We have the time. But we're just not using it the way we should be, the way our bodies and our souls were designed to use it. We're paid hourly to produce things, to produce an outcome, to produce, to produce. When the truth is, I can be just as productive in an hour-long bubble bath on my phone relaxing then I was spending four hours sitting at a desk I'm recording this right now while I'm in my car on my way home from food shopping because that's when the download is happening this is when the message is this is when that good good productivity is happening I've learned to really work with my intuition, pay attention to my body, and I rest a lot. I rest a lot, guys, a lot, to where I was really embarrassed about it and I felt lazy. So maybe think about, maybe journal if you're struggling with any of this. What am I trying too hard for? What am I pushing myself too hard in? What are ways that I feel like I have to show up and be productive for or else I'm a piece of shit? Start looking at that. I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you are listening via Anchor, there are ways that you can send voice messages back to me or feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Leslie underscore Jesperson. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you enjoyed this, you can also connect with us at Volume Up Online. Take care of yourselves. You are worthy just as you are. Your productivity does not define your worthiness. Love you.
Thanks for listening to Volume Up, a podcast to entertain, inspire, and encourage you to live life unapologetically. Be sure to connect with me online. Facebook, just search Love Leslie Jesperson. And on Instagram at Leslie underscore Jesperson. That's J-E-S-P-E-R-S-E-N.